Tweakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, welcome back to another great freaking hilarious freaking episode of freaking Our Weekend Review on W-A-Y-O-L-P freaking Rochester, also on Apple freaking podcast, freaking Spotify, and freaking SoundCloud if anybody freaking wants to know. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, my name is Taylor the freaking Mossman Lofton, and with me as always to my freaking left is Sandy the Sandman Fargus, and then bringing up the rear we have freaking Tadia freaking Risher. Wakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, and the freaking panel. Start your freaking engines. This is our week of freaking review. Wakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers. It has been a one week since we last spoke. And this time, Wakers and tweakers, has been coming. We've been warning you on this show. A tapping, a rapping at your chamber door. Incessant and unending bothersome sounds come from just outside your chamber door. And you say, could it be my Laws Lenore? But I say, nevermore. It's W A Y O L P freaking Rochester coming at you. Begging on their knees, humble, humble beg, asking for money, and it is just about another week away. They are going to be asking you for G's Louise down in my knees a great deal of money, a big 15 G's, 1550, I believe it is, 515500, $15,500 to keep the lights on, weakers and tweakers. And as Weakers and Tweakers that listen to W-A-Y-O-L-G-B-T-Q Rochester, they can get quite aggressive with their solicitations. And if you think you're going to get away with a couple of freaking words about freaking tote bags, uh, think again. Givney Morgan is going door to door, knocking on every door in Rochester. And he has been... They, I'm sorry, have been gearing up. I saw them doing some stretches, and I almost saw a peek up the shorts of Givney Morgan, and then I thought, let the mystery be. I don't need to know. It is a personal decision, and uh, probably not even a decision, just something that the way that they are inside and god bless them we love them so much give me if you're listening i know you are god bless you so jeez louise enough about freaking way out just robbing your pockets uh door to door as they will be doing i want to talk a little bit about our freaking week so without freaking further ado weakers and tweakers know that freaking doug jordan is missing because i didn't mention him at the top of the show and he has been causing me a great deal of stress. Sandy Fargus and Tadia Richard know all great about that. And Sandy Fargus, who has been spending a, quite a good time at the freaking Ortego Grill, has noticed, I'm sure, that freaking Doug Jordan is at his wit's end. And perhaps he can shed a little light as to what that is all about. Um, yeah, I mean... I guess he's at his freaking wit's end. I'm, I mean, what, what exactly? What the hell do you want me to say? Uh, I guess I guess I, I guess I could elaborate on why he's at his his wit's end. Is that what you? Um, yeah, maybe like tell Uyghurs and Tweegers what it looks like when he's at his wit's end, and maybe why he's doing it. 
All right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll be happy to do that. Uh, but first, uh, I just got to I just got to finally figure to acknowledge something. Uh, what are you? Have you? Um, what has happened to you? Uh, you didn't used to freaking speak this way. And. Uh, is, what do you mean? What, um, I don't know if maybe this is uh, some sort of freaking, uh, maybe a freaking lack of freaking, uh, freaking medication or, but, um, there has sort of been a, uh, a freaking, uh, what's, what appears to be a, a, a very steep freaking mental freaking downfall, uh, which is already pretty freaking low to, to freaking begin with. Um, any, 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 do you want to shed any light on that or you have no idea what's going on? Well, I don't want to blame it on freaking the coronavirus, um, but it is possible that got into my brain. Or perhaps it was the millions that were lost during the war of in, in Vietnam. And then after that, when we went to war in Iraq and Afghanistan, and thank God we're finally out of that. And 9-11 has been a big factor in a lot of my life, a big life. Yeah, so I guess what, what freaking, um, freaking Mike Doug Jordan's freaking problem right now is that uh, there is a freaking labor shortage. And uh, he's having to do a lot of freaking, uh, a lot of pulling a lot of freaking shifts, a lot of freaking double duties uh, over at the freaking Ortego Grill. And uh, he is uh, trying his best to freaking get that place freaking staffed up. And uh, it is freaking taking a toll on freaking him uh, quite a bit. Yeah, he has been undergoing a frenzy of interviews for Uyghurs and Uyghurs that may not have realized he is trying to get a line cook and maybe some more kitchen staff. Because from what he says, we are drastically understaffed, although we are not a busy restaurant. I am in the disc pit and occasionally filling in on freaking bus duties. And geez louise down on my knees, something happens to Doug Zorin when he interviews people in his booths. He, he sits at a booth. He says, please sit down. Already he's sweating. He is... Jeez Louise, down on my knees. He's disheveled. His hair is falling out at all ends, including his bottom end, which you can see trickling down those freaking hilarious freaking pajama pants that he wears, as chefs often do. And he starts muttering and stammering, and he cannot get his words out correctly. It's as though he is the one being interviewed. And this, and he's sitting across from a 15-year-old, 17-year-old, 14-year-old. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've definitely freaking noticed freaking firsthand that I mean whoever he's freaking interviewing is completely in control of the freaking interview and he is freaking sputtering and babbling and freaking and freaking stuttering and uh, sweating freaking profusely uh, and a little bit of and there is a little bit of freaking discharge freaking trickling down his freaking uh, pajama trousers uh, onto the freaking uh, onto the freaking floor and then he just freaking basks in this freaking puddle of of well freaking sweat and discharge and uh, and boy oh boy it is a freaking mess and uh, and he's really I mean. I mean, it, I'm, I'm, I understand why everybody. He's basically freaking finishing off these interviews with, uh, with you know, by by offering freaking a job, and saying, "All right, well, we'd like to freaking make this official." And the guy who's been interviewed is like, "I, I don't know, I don't know if I freaking, I don't know if I can freaking accept this." And then he, you know, then he tries to give him a raise, and the freaking right in the middle of the freaking interview, and the guy still says, "Yeah, this, this doesn't freaking smell right." Uh, and and it really didn't freaking smell right because I believe there was a freaking uh, overflow. Uh, in the freaking uh, bathroom, so the restaurant itself smelled like absolute. <laughs> so, uh, so I don't freaking blame that freaking particular person for uh, for not wanting to freaking uh, work there. Yeah, yeah, I have seen at least one person say just in the middle of the interview, "I'm sorry, I'm not accepting any new positions at this time." 
talking about themselves. They went to the interview. They went to a job interview, and they said, oh, I'm actually not looking to take on any positions right now. We're just sort of looking around. Yeah, I, I think I saw somebody, a, a freaking applicant, walk in the door, take one look around, uh, looked at freaking Doug at the end of the restaurant, sitting in a booth, freaking covered in discharge. Uh, Doug gave it a little half, half-assed, half a little wave, and the guy freaking turned around and walked right out. Yeah. Yeah, who knows? Maybe it was a customer. But either way, they didn't freaking have. They didn't want anything to do with what the freaking Ortega Grill is putting down. And it's not the only problem that we have had at the Ortega Grill as of late. I have found myself as a dishwasher and the guy who also cleans the bathrooms and takes out the trash in a bit of a bind because we have a shared dumpster out back, and I go to bring out the refuse. Though there is not much, because I eat most of the reviews that is edible. But I go to bring out the reviews to this shared dumpster, and by golly, it is full to the brim of garbage, of takeout containers, of just slop, hog slop, mess. Everything that you could imagine is in this dumpster, and I don't have a place to put this bag of trash. I don't know what has happened, so I set my bag of trash down and I bang on the restaurant that we share the dumpster with. It's a, it's a, I believe it is a noodle sob called a Wang noodle. And it is right next door to the Ortego grill. And geez, Louise down on my knees, a very grumpy chef comes out and yells at me in a tongue. I have not heard before and nearly frightens me half to death because he is holding a cleaver the kind that you would chop various meats with and he's pointing and gesticulating with this cleaver in his hand and i'm i'm talking about the trash i said i used to work at the dump this isn't acceptable we need to share half is yours half is ours well geez louise down on my knees doug jordan overheard this argument going on and he came out to see what the mess was and and I believe Sandy and freaking Tadia heard as well because they both ended up showing up out back and they can tell you more about what happened after that scene began to unfold. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, I, well, I was out, I was already out in the back in the alley, freaking uh, splitting a freaking bottle of brown with Tadia, uh, who was freaking smoking a freaking. Uh, I guess it, what do you call it? It's freaking. It's a like a, like a freaking bong, but it's smaller. I guess what did you say it was? I think it's just a gravity bong, just made it out of a plastic bottle and. And then some water. Yeah. Craziest freaking thing I've ever seen. Um, so he's freaking so he's freaking high out of my, his mind. I'm freaking drunk as a freaking Dickens. Um, and I assume we were both freaking pretty freaking uh, because a freaking uh, woman of the night had just freaking uh, crossed our paths uh, um, behind the freaking alley. And uh, and then wouldn't you know it, freaking Taylor comes out. Uh, he's he's got he's got an open bag full of trash that he's pulling some food out of and freaking. Uh, shoving it down his freaking gullet. Uh, he gets confused, drops the trash bag next to the trash can, um, then knocks on the back door of a freaking Wang Noodle for some reason. Uh, then a freaking guy comes out with a freaking biggest freaking knife I've ever seen. Uh, it's got freaking goose guts freaking all over it. And uh, and and then and starts freaking hollering and and, um, and 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 can't freaking make a lick of sense out of what he's saying. Freaking Taylor freaking scares the freaking Dickens, runs over, knocks on the back door of the Ortego Grill, Begs freaking Doug Jordan to come out. Basically, freaking Doug comes out, freaking covered in, oh, yep, you guessed it, freaking discharge. And, uh, and him and the freaking guy from freaking Wang Noodle, they can do a freaking, uh, a freaking screaming match. And, and I gotta tell you, I think I sounded, I couldn't make a freaking look at what freaking Doug was saying. Sounds like they were freaking speaking the same freaking language, which I know is freaking impossible. Yeah. 
And it's funny because Jesus Louise down on my knees. Doug has been so sheepish in those interviews. If he could only show what he showed, that courage that he showed under fire, under the pressure. And Doug had a knife in his hand, too, because he was working the grill, cutting up freaking barbecue ribs and whatnot. And I thought these two guys were going to kill each other. And Doug was sweating and screaming. And I think at one moment he took the knife and gestured it from one ear underneath his neck to the other ear as if to say, I will freaking slit your freaking throat to the cook from Wang Noodle. It was a sight to behold. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought one of them was gonna pull a freaking Marvel Gibbons and freaking pluck the eyeball out of the other one, but uh, thank goodness it never freaking got that far. Uh, it was absolutely the funniest thing I've seen in quite some freaking time, uh, and um, and I hope it freaking happens again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely freaking hilarious. So that's what Doug's been up to. Yeah, that about freaking sums it up as far as freaking Doug is concerned. I, I don't think we have to freaking waste any more time freaking speaking on his behalf. He's doing very good for himself, and we're all very proud of him. At the same time, obviously, there's a huge amount in terms of improvement that could be made. So, Teddy and Freaking Richard, how you doing? How you been? How are you? God bless you. And how was your week? Uh, thank you for the blessing, first of all. Very, 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 very freaking And I was earlier when when Sandy mentioned that I might have been outside in the alley, and I was. So thank you for thank you for bringing that up. Uh, my, thank you for the blessing. Yeah, thank you for the blessing. Uh, my week has been very, uh, you know, it, it's been fine. I I've been uh, taking care of the mollusks in in a lot of different ways. My apartment has now. I've just really kind of embraced the greenhouse apartment and i've filled it with dirt and and different various bushes and trees so that the mollusks can eat the leaves that fall from the branches they are uh, multiplying again at a at a pretty decent clip they've been i i think i found the right amount of food i mean don't get me wrong at least a hundred die off every day but they're freaking mating at a, at a clip that i just can't keep up with so every time a hundred of them die, 200 of them spurred up again because they're freaking banging like crazy. So that, that's been great. It's very, very humid in my apartment. I sweat like the Dickens every freaking day. So, um, you know, I look like Doug Jordan during an interview, just full of freaking discharge. Uh, but I have noticed a little bit, um, around my apartment, there are a group of cats that kind of usually just kind of hang out around the neighborhood. But lately I've noticed that they've been kind of camping outside my door and looking into my windows. And I think it's, I think it's because of the mollusks. I think they just like the mollusks. They've just been chilling out and I can't get them to go away. But I mean, they're not bothering me. So it's, I guess it's fine. So you have a group of cats, stray cats or feral cats, some sort of unkept felines that just hang outside your apartment now. Yeah. I mean, it is freaking hilarious because I, I love cats. Um, they're they're very dirty i don't want them in the apartment especially because you know that i gotta protect the mollusks i don't need more feet stomping on the mollusks all over the place but they love to watch them and i think it's freaking hilarious i like watching the cats watch the mollusks so i honestly i'm doing great i said i was doing okay i think i'm doing great yeah it sounds like you're doing pretty good if you ask me yeah sounds like you're doing fine how is your job working at the freaking deep clean specialist going ah have not heard from them lately because i've been very busy taking care of these mollusks so um actually i gosh it's been almost three weeks since i've heard from them so i don't you know i don't know how, how that's going um 
I bet something's gonna come. Something's gonna freaking turn around at some point. Yeah, they're gonna. They're just waiting. It's probably the freaking slow season. Uh, yeah, I'd have to imagine there's less people freaking playing with themselves at the sperm bank, so it's probably just yeah. probably just slow, slow season. Greedy people keeping it all for themselves, I guess. Yeah. 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 Well, God bless you, Tadia. You have come leaps and bounds since we first met you, and I'm so freaking proud of you. So, geez, Louise, down on my knees, Sandy, the Sandman, Fargus, how you doing? How you been? How are you? God bless you. And how was your week? Uh, yeah. Um, geez, Louise, a lot of freaking questions. Um, I guess I'm freaking as a freaking Dickens. I'm uh, freaking a little bit, a little freaking drunk as well. Uh, and I guess I've freaking been drunk for a few days now. Um, geez, Louise, yeah, now I think about it, I think I've been, I'm drinking quite a bit. Um, and I guess, um, what was the other one? Am I freaking Did I already freaking answer it? I guess, yes, I'm freaking, I'm freaking and how was your week? Oh, uh, my week has been uh, fairly freaking uneventful. Um, spending a lot of freaking time at the freaking Ortego Grill. Uh, I'm at the freaking booth right next to the one freaking Doug is freaking discharging in. Uh, I'm sort of doing my own freaking interviews, trying to get my freaking uh, freaking fledgling freaking business off the freaking ground, uh, which has not been not gone great, um, especially since I'm not exactly sure what kind of freaking positions I need to be freaking hiring. Uh, there was only one freaking position that I could think of, uh, and that was, um, I don't even, I don't even freaking know what the name would be, but a guy who freaking drives all of my freaking gear, which I don't have any of yet, uh, to and from these freaking events. Uh, and, uh, basically I was freaking racking my freaking brain. I was saying, geez, always, I, you know, who am I, who am I, who's going to, who's going to freaking do this for me? You know, uh, maybe I could get freaking Stu Gatz. And I thought, oh wait, I don't think that's going to work. I'm pretty sure right now he's freaking living out of his freaking car. Uh, I haven't freaking talked to him, uh, in quite a long time. Um, so I thought, geez, Louise, who, who's going to happen? What can I do? Um, and I went, oh my goodness, um, freaking Dimitri, freaking, uh, delivery boy from freaking Ortego Grill. Uh, I went ahead and freaking offered him the job, um, with a pretty freaking hefty freaking salary, if I'm being honest with you. Um, which is, I mean, this is all his freaking, this is all his freaking, you know, it's, it's all, it's all supplementing his freaking main job, which is, uh, which is, a, I believe he's a freaking drug dealer. Um, but, uh, yeah, he, so he freaking graciously freaking accepted my freaking offer and freaking promptly freaking quit his freaking position at the freaking Ortego Grill. Uh, much to freaking, uh, Mr. Freaking Discharge himself, uh, Doug freaking Jordan, um, much to his freaking, uh, chagrin, chagrin, freaking, um, what am I, is that, a, that is a freaking word, right? Freaking much to his freaking chagrin, 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 chin, chagrin, I'm absolutely not trying to say chin, um. Though he did have some freaking discharge on his freaking chin uh, when I when I broke the freaking news to him, I said freaking I went I went up to him and he was freaking sitting there freaking discharging in the booth and I said freaking Dimitri was standing behind me and I said Dimitri won't be freaking working here any longer and he said and he, and he was and, you know and he right in the middle of a freaking he was actually right in the middle of a freaking interview too and he was um, right you know really really freaking stressed out and I said I said Dimitri won't be freaking working here any longer he said what what do you mean what do you mean he said Dimitri what is it and I said you don't freaking you don't don't speak to freaking Dimitri he's he's with me now and um. Yeah, and uh, basically right after that, um, Dimitri and I freaking went and freaking split a freaking bottle of brown. Uh, freaking Tadia Richard showed up and freaking drove around uh, drinking freaking and uh, freaking smoking weed. And it was, uh, it was a pretty good, that was a pretty, pretty, so I guess it was a pretty freaking good week. Yeah, and then later that we had the incident outside when you guys returned, we had the incident by yeah. the freaking dumpster with the freaking guys from Wang Noodle, which yeah. I foresee becoming quite a freaking problem. 
Well, I mean, the, the, and it, it does not freaking lie within the freaking food. First of all, I want to freaking go ahead on the record right now and say freaking Wang noodles, the freaking food that they have there is freaking delicious. I mean, those yeah. I don't know how they freaking do do it with some of these freaking noodles. Some yeah, of the noodles yeah. they have there, I go, this doesn't even freaking look like a noodle. This looks like, this honestly, honestly looks like a freaking slug. Um, but it is freaking delicious. Uh, and boy, oh boy, I'm uh, huge freaking fan. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, um, you definitely should freaking go. Yeah, these guys definitely know their way around a Wang noodle. So, geez, Louise down on my knees. It's the best in the business in my opinion and i've been eating there quite a bit even though now i gotta freaking order it and pick it up out back by the dumpster because i'm not allowed in the freaking front door any longer but geez louise down to my knees i digress so weakers tweakers thrill freaking seekers we got a great freaking show for you full of freaking our week's news and discussions if you want to call and join the conversation call 513-914-6201 tell us what we're doing right tell us what we're doing wrong you might get put on blast but you also might get a prize or two. Without further freaking ado, our week's news and discussions starts freaking now. Last week, former ex on the beach star Chris Pearson died after being stabbed at a nightclub, according to E! Online. He was 25. A GoFundMe page opened in Pearson's honor reported that the reality TV personality met his demise during a, quote, tragic encounter. According to the Los Angeles Police Department, the violent stabbing took place on the 2200 block of the San Fernando Valley, and was the result of an escalating nightclub argument. Pearson's rise to stardom came after being cast in the first season of MTV's X on the Beach in 2018. During his run on the show, Pearson lived with ex-girlfriends Chelsko Thompson and Haley Reed. Pearson's first effort at breaking into the music biz, a single entitled Lost in the Night, was released in July. Quote, Chris was the most determined person there ever could be, his GoFundMe page read. He had a dream, set a goal, and didn't stop until he achieved it. It didn't matter what or who he lost on the way. He made sure he had his eye on one thing and one thing only. So... Goddamn Pearson, you're gone. And Chris Pearson is it Chris? Chris Pearson is dead. And that was the only thing that could that was the one and only thing that would stop him was stabbing him because he had his mind set on the prize. And he was so laser focused after completing his MTV reality show, in which I'm pretty sure he was a finalist. It doesn't say. I think he was a finalist, but then he all of his focus just went directly onto the one his first love, which was a single entitled Lost in the Night. And then he lost his life, Tadia Freaking Richards, in the night. After being yeah. stabbed at a nightclub. Yeah, it's an absolutely freaking hilarious way to go. But who I really feel for is his freaking the love of his freaking life, Chelsko and freaking Haley. Yeah, uh, yeah. Especially freaking Chelsko because Chelsko's freaking hilarious too. Um, but I, I, you know, this really did. If there, if I was going to pick one bad thing that happened this week, it was going to be the death of Chris Pearson. And I think I remember even saying the night before, "God, I hope Chris Pearson doesn't freaking go." tonight and i went to sleep i woke up he was freaking dead on the beach so yeah Yeah. a really kind of a tragic day and i know we're all gonna freaking miss him especially doug discharge jordan yeah Yeah. uh yeah i know for a fact freaking discharge jordan was a huge freaking fan of freaking chris pearson and uh and 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 truth be told who freaking wasn't uh you know when when he first freaking debuted on freaking x on the beach alongside his freaking uh, the two loves of his life freaking chelsko and Haley. uh 
it was just I just said, okay, this guy's gonna freaking make it, and the only thing that's gonna freaking stop him is a freaking knife. And sure enough, uh, a knife is what eventually freaking stopped him. Um, and 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 please don't freaking interrupt me. Um, don't don't freaking I wasn't freaking done speaking. Um, Jesus, Louise, now I've forgotten what I was gonna say. Uh, Chris Peterson, you were a freaking huge inspiration, even though you were kind of a mom a piece of. Shit. But um, uh, we're all gonna freaking miss you a whole big bunch. And uh, who knows? Maybe you, if you call. Uh, never mind. I forgot what I was freaking talking about. Um, rest in peace. Yeah, you should definitely rest in peace because. <sighs> The thing is, I think there is more to this story than meets the eye. Because in the copy, it says it didn't didn't matter what or who he lost along the way. He made sure he had his eye on one thing and one thing only. And I just said the words more than meet the eye. And then it says he has the eye on one thing. More than meets the eye, eye on one thing. He lost his way. He lost his life. He lost in the night. Do you see what I'm saying? I I wish that Sandy still had that yarn that he had from the war room when we were trying to make a connection from Dawson to freaking Octagon to freaking Marvel Givens and make it all make sense because I could freaking put yarn to a million different places in this story and connect the dots and make it all make perfect sense. But just doing it in my mind's eye, it's very unfocused. Yeah, I didn't... I didn't follow that at all. You think Evan Dawson killed him? No, I don't necessarily think. Now that you're saying it, doesn't I mean, make that's sense. a pretty good. Yeah, I didn't think about that, but that is, this does sound like Dawson. Could be. Yeah, I mean, it's worth a freaking thought, and it's a damn shame because I freaking set that all that freaking yarn ablaze. I said, I said, there's too much. I said because all of a sudden there was just too much freaking yarn in it, and I was, and all of a sudden I started wondering to myself. I was like, I'm starting to second guess all this freaking yarn because I'm seeing these freaking connections, and I maybe who knows. So I just went ahead and I freaking set it all freaking ablaze. Yeah. So, last week, police arrested an Oklahoma man who had a prosthetic leg strapped to his head, according to KUTV CBS2. Kevin Hooks was arrested on suspicion of armed robbery after allegedly stealing items, including a prosthetic leg, from a one-legged man. According to the Tulsa Police Department, the victim stated that Hooks approached him with a large metal spike and stole his backpack and leg. Before leaving, Hooks allegedly asked the victim the value of each item. When police apprehended Hooks, they found him with the prosthetic leg attached to his head. The artificial limb was returned to its owner. So, geez Louise, down on my knees, this guy got a leg on his head. Absolutely freaking hilarious. His name is Hook. Maybe Captain Hooks. I don't know. Kevion. Kevion Hooks. I was, I think might have just said Kevin, but it's Kevion. And Mr. Hooks, would you like to tell the freaking jury, a judge, jury, and executioner why you would pre- such a heinous crime upon a man with such an affliction as to be uh, only have one leg. Are, isn't that a question? Are you asking freaking Kevion? He's not here. Oh, I thought perhaps one of you would pretend to be Kevion so that we could maybe sort of role play this situation. Well, you need to freaking preface that because. How the hell were we supposed to know you wanted one of us to pretend to be free? I mean, yeah, I'll freaking do it. Um, what was the freaking question? Why would I freaking do this? I have no idea. I guess I, uh, uh, seemed like an interesting thing. It seemed funny. Uh, funny thing to freaking do. Take a freaking, do an armed robbery. Listen, and this is, you could use some freaking yarn for this too. Freaking armed robbery, stealing a freaking prosthetic leg from a one-legged man. Jeez Louise. 
His name is Hook, which is usually somebody who's only got one arm because they got a hook for the other arm. Do you say this is a crime of passion, Tadia Ridger? I mean, why wouldn't it be? It obviously is. Yeah, why wouldn't it be? I mean, you see a man, he's got a freaking prosthetic leg. Maybe he's maybe he's got a freaking crush on him. Maybe he's like, well, how do I get this guy to freaking pay attention to me? I take mm. his freaking leg. Sexual, yeah. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe he wanted to make love to the leg. That's also possible, too. I mean, there's there's any number of of reasons why this man made have stole a leg. And I would say about 95% of them probably have to do with wanting to freaking make love to either that man or the leg. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. A freaking court of law is going to say that this is either freaking a crime of freaking passing or something they like to call freaking criminal freaking mischief, which is absolutely freaking uh, ludicrous freaking term. Uh, this guy is, and as as I mean, when I freaking stepped into the shoes of freaking Kevin on freaking hooks, uh, just, I know it was freaking briefly, but I really felt um, this was just a freaking this was just freaking mischief. This is a good old fashioned freaking prank. This is a freaking good old fashioned freaking prank. Sandy Vargas, can you explain some of the images that flashed through your mind when you stepped into the shoe of Kevin Hooks? Uh, yeah, absolutely, some freaking flashes. I mean. I guess, I guess, uh, you know, I'm a freaking criminal, so um, I guess I, I guess I'm, I'm freaking rich. Um, I have, all, I have a freaking, freaking closet full of freaking prosthetics, uh, prosthetics, whether it be freaking legs, freaking arms, freaking hands. Um, who knows? Maybe even a freaking, who knows? Maybe even freaking Daniel Johnson prosthetic too. Um, and, you know, and and uh, and I'm just trying to, and more than anything, I'm just trying to freaking survive and have a good freaking time. Yeah. I think that's what this is really about. Just a guy just trying to have a funny, good old time, making a funny little joke, and it got out of hand. And by the end of this, he ended up with a leg on his head. Yeah. And uh, uh, you don't really yeah. need an explanation for such a thing, do you? No. And here we are talking about it at freaking length. So maybe we should just read ramp that one up. Ad nauseum. Yeah. Last week, four people died during a freak wine-making accident on an Italian vineyard, according to the Daily Beast. Father and son, Santino and Massimano Carnavale, ages 70 and 45, and brothers Giacomo and Valerio Scofano, ages 70 and 50, died after a mishap during an annual wine-making tradition near the city of Paola in the southern region of Calabria. According to the Italian Fire Brigade, the four men were found on the floor of a shed where grapes were being fermented. The high levels of carbon dioxide produced by the fermentation process, in combination with improper ventilation, were linked to the cause of death. To further complicate matters, Valerio Scofano was not supposed to be permitted on the vineyard as he was on house arrest for, quote, stalking a former lover. When journalists arrived following first responders, a skirmish broke out between media personnel and family members who were likely trying to conceal the identity of the house arrest victim. Police believe the incident occurred when one of the older men who had entered the shed to stir the fermenting vat of grapes was overcome by fumes. Rushing to his aid, the second aged man, too, fell victim to the overwhelming fumes. The two younger wine enthusiasts then entered the building to save the floundering geriatric gentleman, and they too were overcome by the noxious odor. Mayor of Paolo Roberto Parata called the tragedy, quote, a pain to the whole community. Foul play is not suspected. So, geez louise down on my knees. Sandy Fargus, Taylor Richer, thoughts? Um... 
I mean, I think freaking Mayor freaking Paolo Roberto Parada uh, put it freaking perfectly when he said these four brothers are were a freaking pain in the ass to this whole freaking community. And these guys freaking were freaking inhaling freaking fumes. I mean, who knows? I mean, geez Louise, were these guys trying to get the whole freaking community freaking covered in freaking their noxious freaking fumes? Uh, you know, we'll never know because um, because they freaking fell victim themselves. Yeah, they all died. Tadium. Yeah, I mean, it, it. I think honestly, I don't. I I never want to say that anybody deserves what they get, but if you see two people dying of friggin' noxious fumes, the one thing I'm not doing is running into those friggin' noxious fumes. Yeah. That's crazy. That's insane. Um, and it's absolutely friggin' hilarious. If I'm being honest, I mean, I could just picture these guys coming in, kind of like a friggin' hilarious friggin' Benny Hill skit where they're friggin' slipping on banana peels to music, except they're dying of friggin' gas poison. Yeah, and I was thinking during the reading of this copy that perhaps this all would have been funny and lighthearted had they been doing something maybe a little closer to their wheelhouse, like making meatballs or cooking up sausages or something like that. Instead of doing something dangerous like winemaking in an Mm -hmm. improperly ventilated tool shed can become dangerous. Yeah. And I, I think what we're kind of skipping over here, too, is uh, this this would be a particular red flag and sort of a friggin' warning for a certain member of this show who has a tool shed uh, who might be doing things in there like making wine. Um, unfortunately, that member is not here, but if he was, I'd tell him, don't make wine in your friggin' tool shed. He also yeah. stashes his urine, which I believe does ferment after a time period. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and sometimes I worry about that because I have quite a bit of freaking urine stash in the freaking garage myself, and sometimes I wonder about the freaking fumes. Um, but every once in a while, I unscrew the freaking crack cap and I freaking just go ahead and take a whiff, and um, seems freaking fine. So I freaking screw the cap right back on, freaking slide it under the freaking bed, and freaking honestly, honestly, freaking forget about it. And when I freaking find them every once in a while, I go, why do I freaking do this? Um, but you know, sometimes you gotta freaking do what you gotta freaking do. Yeah, I just need to know what it smells like. So yeah, all's well that ends well. Exactly. And geez, Louise, God bless you, Scafano brothers, wherever you are. I know one of you might be deep down below in the depths of hell for his stalking, but the Carnivali boys are up there as well, looking down upon freaking Valerio Scofano. Who is a bad boy, I guess. I don't, I I thought that might round out better than I had hoped, but geez louise down on my knees, we move on. Last week, Jonah Hill made headlines after a desperate plea to fans to stop commenting on his bulbous body, according to CNN. The 30, 37-year-old mega-sized star took to Instagram to ask that fans, media personnel, and others stop talking about his body. Quote, I know you all mean well, but I kindly ask that you not comment on my body, the Oscar-nominated actor wrote. Good or bad, I want to politely let you know that it's not helpful and it doesn't feel good. Much respect. Hill has previously pandered to an audience about this subject before to overwhelming support. In August, the plus-size pioneer shared a shirtless photo of himself displaying his latest body-positive tattoo. The freshly ink art read, quote, body love, and was placed between the third and fourth roll of his shoulder blade. In the photo, Hill proudly flexes his bicep while smiling hungrily at the camera. So, geez louise, down to my knees. This is Jonah Hill at it again. 
saying nobody's t- been making enough noise about me and my food addiction and my unhealthy lifestyle that I, again, need to be in the limelight. This guy cannot help himself. A month earlier, Sandy Vargas, Tadia Richer, Doug Jordan, he takes a picture of himself, shirtless, showing off a tattoo that says body positive on his arm. And then not more than a month later, maybe just about a, a little over a month later, he returns with this message. Please don't talk about my body. It is not helpful. Even the good things are not helpful. And people applaud. Why do we feel about this? Well, I think you're you were spot on. I think he's really just kind of seeking attention because uh, I don't know. He must be worried that he's not getting enough roles that he wants in movies. I mean, for instance, Brendan Fraser is in a new movie where he plays a big old fat guy. And I think Jonah Hill was just upset that he didn't get that role, even though I did read that it was because he wouldn't, they didn't have enough cameras to film Jonah Hill for that movie. They're also, uh, he could have played Clifford, the big red dog where they just put him in friggin' red dog makeup. But again, they went CGI because it was just cheaper than buying the lens that would be big enough to friggin' fit Jonah Hill in, the screen and so it's you know i think he's just i think he's feeling a little self-conscious that all the fat roles are being taken up in hollywood and he needed to let people know he's still freaking here larger than life well you know i'm a little confused by what you're saying because i saw the freaking shirtless picture and he looks like he has plenty of freaking fat roles yeah he definitely does it's i tried counting him i lost count at about a hundred no you guys got me there i don't yeah, it was, just, it was just what you said was just a little confusing. Um, but you know, freaking, I freaking applaud freaking Brendan freaking Fat Fraser. Um, we are so happy that he's freaking back and freaking fat as hell and fatter than life. Um, and uh, and and that's how you freaking do it in freaking Hollywood. You know, if you if you're a freaking outrageously freaking uh, uh, freaking beefy man, uh, you you just freaking you can't freaking be begging people not to freaking talk about it. Yeah, the only way people are not going to talk about it is if you don't freaking make mention of it. I really think that he is trying to put himself in the class of someone who has been slighted and he wants to be seen as some sort of victim because he believes there is some sort of currency in doing so. Yeah. Yeah. It's friggin' fatter than ever, too. Yeah, Jesus. So, well, either way, he was friggin' absolutely hilarious in friggin' Cyrus, a documentary film about his early life. So, geez, Louise, I can't tell you to go see it, but it's absolutely friggin' hilarious. So, yeah, somebody, somebody should have told someone to go see that movie because I don't think anybody's freaking saw it. Yeah, hilarious. So, last week, a remote speaker silencer device hit the market in China in an effort to quiet China's growing dancing granny population, according to The Guardian. The popularity of the dancing grannies a group of middle-aged and older women who square dance in public spaces has skyrocketed in recent years. The estimated 100 million dancing grannies have been cited with blaring loud music and disturbing the peace as they take their traditional Chinese square dancing to densely packed public spaces. Although these public gatherings have been lauded as a healthy social outlet for aging women, the gatherings have also garnered a long list of complaints. The dancing grannies have been cited for 
intimidation and bullying, leading to police intervention and arrests. Across Chinese social media, the grannies can be seen fighting with basketball players to take over their court and stopping a football game in progress to dance in the space. These disputes have escalated into violence at times. Neighbors have retaliated against the grannies by spreading stinky tofu, paint, and engine oil while they are dancing. According to a media report, other residents threw human feces from their high-rise building. The escalating powder keg has prompted some to seek out tech solutions. One went viral online this week, a remote stun gun style device that claims to be able to disable a speaker from 50 meters away. So far, reviews have only been positive. So, geez louise down on my knees, dancing grannies in China. And I can't think about this in my mind's eye without having a little chuckle to myself that these grannies are square dancing. First of all, square dancing for Uyghurs and Tweakers that don't know is generally a Western culture thing. Where a bunch, oh, I'm thinking of line dancing. Square dancing is a Chinese culture thing where a bunch of people get together, usually old women, old bags, if you will, childless or their children have moved on, no longer love them. They live alone because their husbands have either left or deceased or worked down in the mines. And this is a way for them to stay fit, active, and, you know, keep a sense of freaking community, for God's sakes. And now we want to take this away with freaking stun guns. We're going to go out there and stun guns. Aren't they freaking shaking their rear ends enough without getting a stun gun shot up in them? That's only going to make them dance more. Have you ever been stun gun before anyone? I have. And it is a, you have a violent visceral reaction. Very much like dancing to the rhythm of the electricity running through your veins. I also, I also have been stun gunned before too. And I'm pretty sure I friggin' pooped myself. Yeah, I stun gunned myself once. I myself and myself. Yeah, it's hilarious. It is hilarious. And these ladies, they should be celebrated. But then again, I can imagine it becomes. Let's say you're sitting outside. You're trying to have lunch. You're sitting outside at a cafe. The warm sun on your face, somebody brings you by a nice salad with some ham and turkey and cheese, and it's a a ham salad is what I'm trying to say on a sandwich with the side of it just to make sure you have enough mayo on both sides of the bread. You're eating it, and then you look over, and these women are shaking these old melted candles in some rhythmic gyration, and you look at this ham salad in your mouth that's in the corners of your mouth slowly that's starting to be digested in your mouth and in your stomach the enzymes attacking it violently all of a sudden the taste sort of changes and it doesn't taste like the delicious ham salad you thought it was suddenly it tastes like maybe the bits of skin that the soap doesn't touch on some of these old women I don't know if I can describe it well enough for radio but it is uh, I, think, I think you're doing yeah. a great job describing it i think it needs to freaking stop it's one of the grossest that was one of the most disgusting things i've ever heard well geez louise i'm just trying to i just love these poor women and uh and god bless them and keep doing what you're doing and please whatever you do do not shoot them with stun guns 
Yeah, go, feel free to do the freaking stinky tofu and freaking human feces. There's no reason to be freaking stunning these old freaking bags. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you have this illusion right in front of you. Feces and stinky tofu. I don't know why you would throw oil, hot oil or what, engine oil. Yeah, I mean, I've freaking smelled freaking stinky tofu outside of freaking Wang Noodle, and it smells quite a bit like freaking human feces, but yeah, I guess there, there's also a pretty good chance there is a bit of human feces in that, uh, in that shared dumpster back there. Yeah, there's a good, there's a good, quite a good possibility of that, I'll tell you what. Seen it myself, put it there myself. So, Weakers, Tweakers, Thrill Seekers, we've got a great freaking show for you, but before we leave you, we have one last segment to get to. With the bright lights of Tinseltown back on display, many weakers and tweakers will soon make their way. Out to the box office they will march with glee until they discover they know not what to see. With movies abundant, their choices may vary from a sweet romance to something scary. Today's features range from Western's great alum to a broken-winged Batman turned drunken bum. Like the old days of Blockbuster, you intensely peruse, but when you are finished, you are unable to choose. So for those struggling with what to view on the screen, we would like to present you our week's sight unseen. So, geez louise, down on my knees, the first movie on this list is called Cry Macho. And Cry Macho is an absolutely hilarious movie made in 2021. The film stars Clint Eastwood as Mike Milo, a one-time rodeo star and washed-up horse breeder who, in 1979, takes a job from an ex-boss to bring the man's young son home from Mexico. Forced to take the back roads on their way to Texas, the unlikely pair faces an unexpectedly challenging journey, during which the world-weary horseman finds unexpected connections and his own sense of redemption. Starring Clint Eastwood, Eduardo Minette, Fernanda Urihalo, and freaking Egg Yoakum as Howard Polk. So, and it's directed by Clint Eastwood. So, this is absolutely freaking hilarious. This movie is about if you like freaking dancing grannies in the t- middle of the square, freaking coming loose at every which way, well, then you should see this freaking movie because Eastwood is about as old as the Dickens. And you pair him up with country country freaking singer Egg Yoakum, and these two shine so bright like the freaking center of that egg, the yolk, the yolkum in the middle of the egg. Yeah, and everybody knows what you're getting at. It's freaking hilarious. And geez louise, down on my knees, it takes place in 1979. It's got a little bit for everything. Obviously, Clint Eastwood plays a horse breeder, so Doug Jordan's going to love this because he always tried to breed with horses himself. And it's also got sort of this redemption feel, kind of a romantic uh, lust for life kind of thing going for it. But the main point is Clint Eastwood killing people on the road from Mexico back to Texas. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's about the only reason to see this movie is for the freaking body count. Um, and basically, freaking 100-year-old freaking Clint Eastwood... Um, who is who is officially the oldest freaking actor to ever freaking live? Uh, is basically just freaking lays waste across freaking Mexico to freaking Texas and freaking and just leaves a freaking trail of freaking corpses. Uh, and it's good to see freaking uh, Clint Eastwood freaking doing his thing again. And um, hope to see freaking in a hundred more freaking movies for a hundred more freaking years. 
Yep. Every time I see Clint Eastwood on the stage now, I think finally we have another weekend at Bernie's because that's just a walking freaking corpse. Um, But it is actually just Clint Eastwood. He's just very freaking old. Um, And honestly, just to see him freaking killing people as a as a dead man himself with freaking Ed Yoakum is absolutely freaking hilarious. I really like the part where they freaking stop off at a at a friggin uh, waffle house and friggin just light the place up for no reason other than he's just friggin old and grumpy absolutely yeah. hilarious he's yeah, he, get, he, he gets to the friggin waffle house and everybody all the employees are asleep and he just freaking kills them all one yeah. by one puts a bullet in each of their heads yeah because freaking egg yokums freaking eggs were runny yeah, man, man, he's got freaking yeah, yeah. Runny Yoakum uh, is uh, he gets killed too. Where'd they rip his head off? Clint Eastwood rips freaking Yoki, uh, Runny Yoki, uh, Yoakum's he rips his whole freaking head off. So Yogi. the last freaking thing in the movie, rips he just grabs him by the shoulder and grabs him by the freaking ear and he just freaking pulls and the freaking his head comes right freaking off. And he said, takes, and then he says, It's your turn to cry, Macho. Yeah, and he cracks open his skull, and guess what comes out? Freaking yolk. Mm-hmm. Can put that egg back together again. Yeah, and this whole process takes forever too because he's so freaking old he can barely rip his head off. But he, I mean, thirty minutes in, he does it. Yeah, yeah. and that's the whole. That's the rest of the movie. Yeah, it's it's, yeah, it's a wildly freaking disturbing film. Um, and uh, I, I can't freaking can't freaking tell you to see it, but it is the freaking funniest old man movie I've ever seen. And um. And and the freaking and the freaking it's really impressive that he was willing to do freaking full frontal freaking hanging brain uh, at his freaking age. Um, and geez Louise, I've had no idea how freaking saggy freaking could could freaking get. But he's basically freaking dragging them again across the freaking desert in this freaking movie. It was a brave choice, a brave brave choice. So yeah, I'm gonna yeah. go ahead and give Cry Macho two thumbs way way up because absolutely freaking hilarious. If you like movies about really 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 old people you're gonna love this one i promise so yeah i'm gonna go ahead and give freaking uh come macho uh freaking uh four thumbs way freaking down uh just because it was freaking gross to look at how old freaking that man is yeah Yeah. but hilarious nonetheless yeah hilarious movie very very good very very funny c minus well geez louise down to my knees that leads us to our last movie which is aptly titled The Last Duel. Jean de Carrigaud, played by Matt Damon, is a respected knight known for his bravery and skill on the battlefield. Jacques Legree, played by Adam Driver, is a squire whose intelligence and eloquence makes him one of the most admired nobles in court. When Legree viciously assaults Carrigo's wife, she steps forward to accuse her attacker, an act of bravery and defiance that puts her life in jeopardy. The ensuing trial by combat, a grueling duel to the death, places the fate of all three in God's hands. Also starring Jody Corner, Comer, Bosco Hogan, Ben Affleck as Count Perrier D'Alicon, and Martin Kozaks as Crespin. Directed by Ridley Scott. So, geez louise, down on my knees, Sandy the Sandman Fargus, give us your take and uh, your little synopsis on how this movie plays out. Uh, yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd be freaking happy to. Um, this is basically the freaking most boring movie, um, that 
than anybody has ever freaking made. Um, it basically you've got freaking Matt Damon, freaking Bosco Hogan, and freaking Matt Kozak, just freaking Crespin. And when you freaking think about it, you know, it, 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 in a lot of ways, there's not a lot more that needs to be freaking said. Uh, this is a freaking trio uh, of, and it's sort of got a sort of like a weekend at Bernie's thing going on too, because you got freaking Matt Damon, Bosco Hogan, and freaking Crespin, and Crespin is being freaking dragged around this entire freaking movie, um, and he's freaking old um, and uh, gross as well. Um, did I mention this is a freaking completely boring movie? And um, yeah, and there was a lot of um, yeah, it was a freaking boring ass movie, and I freaking hated it. Yeah, I'd I'd say the one redeeming quality of this movie is that uh, Matt Damon insisted that his best friend Ben Affleck be in this movie, but they couldn't get Ben Affleck to freaking sober up. He likes, and so every once in a while, you know, on the on the tight end shots, you know, they they clearly pump some freaking adrenaline into him. But if you see him in the background, he's holding his freaking Dunkin' and freaking cigarettes in the back. Friggin' wolfing down a cheeseburger, absolutely friggin' hilarious. Drunk as the Dickens, fat as hell, covered. Yeah, I yeah. think it was a brave choice. What they, this movie did get right, because I do want to say something nice about this film. The haircuts in this movie, I just from the trailer alone. My God, a brave choice. Yeah. A brave, brave choice. They're sort of these ancient mullets that. Freaking uh, that freaking Affleck and freaking uh, Carrigo played by Matt Damon have, and these goatees, these be- they just look. And I don't know if they are wearing some sort of eyeliner to accentuate their lines on their eyes. I don't know. It is frightening, but it is compelling to watch. If you have not seen it. You can't look away. It's like a car accident where someone gets their bowels ripped in half and then they spill all over the freaking highway and you're saying, I never seen what that looks like. I must know. But you know it's it's a little much to watch, but you can't I wanna know I don't I don't know much about the digestive process because it all happens internally. So when it is splayed across the highway or on a film like this movie The Last Duel, you just you can't look away. Yeah, you must stare. You must freaking stare directly into it, uh, and not freaking break that freaking stare for quite a long time, um, which is what I would do if I had seen this freaking movie. But um, as you know, I have not, um, and I won't because it is a, it sounds absolutely freaking boring. Um, unless freaking it turns out freaking Martin Krosax is freaking Cressman, um, who I can only assume has got to be the freaking court jester, uh, who takes quite a bit of freaking abuse, but it's sort of a comical freaking abuse. Um, you know, maybe I'll go freaking see that. Maybe I freaking won't. Um, I have freaking, there are freaking rumors uh, going around in freaking Hollywood that freaking Cressman is actually the freaking first generation freaking Dunkirk. And this is actually a freaking Dunkirk freaking prequel. Uh, so, um, uh, you know, uh, that's like, like I said, it's just a freaking rumor going around. Um, I can give this movie a freaking d uh d plus um for extra freaking bad because it is like i said absolutely freaking boring yeah i'm gonna go ahead and say i love this one but it is bad so i'm gonna give it a two thumbs way way down and that my favorite scene is definitely when carago's wife gives birth and yep you guessed it it is the child it is the love child of her her and cresbin and it is of course freaking dunkirk incarnate mm-hmm. And he's wearing a freaking little, he's wearing a little baby freaking tuxedo, carrying a freaking pizza box. And they say, I guess we'll name him Dunkirk. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also hated this movie and I was very confused with the decision to have Clint Eastwood hang brain in this movie as well. Uh, So I'm going to give it two stars. 
super weird, super super bizarre decision. It's on. It's on the last shot of the movie. It's freaking. It just cuts to freaking. Uh, freaking. Uh, it just cuts to freaking Clint Eastwood. Yeah, his face, and the camera pans down until you get to his freaking dangly freaking uh, Johnson and freaking uh, freaking nuts. If I'm being honest with you. It's, brain. It's shocking because it's the same exact shot from freaking Crimonzo. I didn't think they could do that. Use the same shot in two different, completely different movies. And it's so bizarre because he's not—he's not in the rest of the freaking movie. Yeah. After the freaking Dunkirk freaking birthing scene, it freaking cuts to a shot of freaking Clint Eastwood for no freaking reason. It pans down and shows his freaking, and then the credits roll over his freaking. I gotta tell you, you're right. That is a daring choice. I'm gonna change my vote. I'm gonna give it two thumbs up. Last duel. Uh, if you you get gets my vote out of the two movies because it is so daring. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and give it a hundred percent. This is a this is a freaking hilarious movie, and freaking and if and but bring a freaking bring a freaking porno magazine or something because it does get freaking boring in the middle. Yeah, five stars. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers. This has been another great freaking hilarious freaking episode of freaking our week in review. We love you so very freaking much. We're so freaking hot for you. Stay safe out there, and we'll see you freaking next week. Well, I think that went pretty well. Did you, what, did you not hear the way that you just sounded? Do you not freaking, do you really not realize the way that you, you didn't use to freaking to speak this way? I didn't want to say it on the air, but I do know what you're talking about, and I don't know why, and doctors don't know why. I have not been able to piece it together, because there, there have been medications that I have taken that have had adverse effects, and medications that I have stopped taking that have made me also different, and... Compounded with a freaking pretty serious head injury. Yeah, I guess I guess this all freaking adds up. But I think COVID had something to do with it. I think it flipped the switch in my brain. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you ever freaking had COVID though. <laughs> <laughs>